Hello and welcome to the latest podcast from The Lancet Neurology. In this March issue is a review about the diagnostic challenges in epilepsy. Joining me today is Professor Christian Elgar, who is one of the two authors of this review. Let's hear Professor Elgar introducing himself. My name is Christian Elgar. I'm Professor for Epileptology, Head of the Department of Epileptology, University Medical Center, Bonn, Germany. In your study, you reviewed diagnostic challenges in epilepsy. Could you briefly summarize what these diagnostic challenges are? Epilepsy is not a disease by itself. It's rather a huge bunch of diseases, and they are summarized by the fact that repeated seizures occur in these patients. So the cause of the epilepsy is one problem, and the symptom are the seizures. Since all interventions take the seizures as a biomarker, how good an intervention works to improve the epilepsy, these seizures should be recorded in an accurate way. And we summarized a number of studies which clearly show that the seizure itself as a biomarker is extremely difficult to record correctly by the patient, which he usually does. In contrast to other diseases, epilepsy has not a constant thing you can measure, like in diabetes, the glucose level, or so on. So you have to wait for the seizures and count the seizures. And this is usually done by the patient on an outpatient level. And this causes the problem. How are seizures measured? And why is the accurate documentation of seizures important? There are two ways to measure it. One is on an inpatient level. You take long-term video EG recordings and you see the seizures in the video and the see it in the EG and you can count it. However, this is only on the inpatient situation, which usually lasts not longer than seven days. So on the outpatient level, the patient does the documentation himself or a caregiver does it. That means somebody has to see the seizure or the patient has to realize that he had had a seizure. And this is one of the major problems. Many patients, more than 50%, don't realize whether they had a seizure or not. And this makes an unsystematic uncertainty for the patient to document his seizures. It's not, uh, let's say, disregarding the option to document the seizure. It's the patient has because during the seizure his brain is clouded and he forgets that he has a seizure because memory system is involved in the seizure. He is not able to document the seizure. And it's important because every kind of therapeutic intervention needs the seizure count as a documentation of the effectiveness or not effectiveness of the intervention. So what does this tell us about the potential underlying mechanisms? The underlying mechanisms are well known. If a seizure runs through an area which is involved in memory processing, it cleans, like, like in a computer, a new setup, it cleans the basic information which is stored in this neuronal network. And that's why he forgets what is done before. And so he doesn't realize the seizure. So are there any limitations our listeners should bear in mind when thinking about new seizure detection methods? There are a lot of instruments available through these new watches they use or other kinds of intelligent devices like, like smartwatches or smartphones. However, 
there is a quite a good investigation level showing that they are only reliable in so-called grand mal seizures or secondary grand mal seizures. That means the bigger seizures. There it's quite helpful. It gives a, a documentation that it takes place. In some cases, it gives signals to a caregiver, to somebody else to take care of the patient and so on. But this is only a limited part of the seizures. And in this case, many patients realize that they had a seizure because they have a muscle pain after the seizure. They have tongue bite and they've wetted themselves or so on. The big problem are the complex partial seizure. They have sometimes very subtle findings like chewing mechanisms, a bit of a staring, and a clouded consciousness for, let's say, a minute or maximally one and a half. And there, in the moment, there's no reliable tool on the market who accurately documents these seizures, for example, by a smartwatch. Many groups are working on this, so I think in the next future, next two, three, four years, we will have devices with smartwatches realizing that many seizures run in parallel with an increase in the heart rate which can be documented with these smartwatches. And therefore, we see at least a chance to document seizures in the future uh, with a systematic small mistake and not with this unsystematic uh, mistake we are doing at the moment. So what are the next steps to take this work forward? Now, we are working with the smartwatches in the moment on an inpatient level. And on an inpatient level, it works quite fine. So the smartwatch detects an increase in heart frequency and then it initiates a questioning of the patient and the patient can answer. If he answers, he knows that he's clear again and he realizes I had a seizure or I'm doing an exercise, that's why the heart rate goes up or so. And this works already on an inpatient level quite fine and has to be tested on an outpatient level, whether it still gives the good data it shows up to now. Many thanks, Professor Elgar, for taking the time to speak to us about your new review. And thank you all for listening.